Chicago Bears Family Fest was yesterday, and, and the day that the offense looked like they're maybe getting back on track. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about how those position battles that we talked about before training camp open are really shaping up and who's set to get those starting positions. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the comment, at, well, the content, I should say, for today. And we got the, the Bears offense, first off, in the Family Fest Day, had one of what's been reported as their sharpest days. Uh, from Josh Rock, he says this, Bears first team offense has a good day in the red zone. Filled it, Cole Komet for a 12-yard touchdown, and then hit Chase Claypool for an 8-yard touchdown on the next fl- play. Fields felt pressure, moved right, and threw a strike to Chase Claypool. So it seems like the offense, Justin Fields has talked about the offense needing to match the intensity and the edge that the defensive side of the ball has come into training camp with. It seems like the offense has now started to adapt to that. And, you know, things that we've heard that were strengths of this offense in both OTAs and kind of the first couple of days before the pads were on with with training camp kind of showed back up in a major way. Man, Eberflus even saying this. Today was good. There's a lot of good operation out there. I love the connections we made with DJ and Clay. There were some really good connections there, and I like the way some of the rusher, the runners were running. We, when we were running behind the one line, uh, it's a little bit different when you're running with twos and threes. We have to be, uh, we have to have a good blend of that because I think we've been doing a good job of running the football during camp so far, and really the screen game has really picked up. We're really doing a good job with all types of screens, and that's just starting to pay off for us. So it seems like the offense is getting in gear, right? Getting in the line that we need it to be in. And so it's good to hear that the offense is really starting to round out really nicely. DJ Moore and Chase Claypool continue to really shine in that offensive game as well. When you just look at, you know, yeah, we, we're shaped up to have a big and talented uh, uh, wide receiver core. But the fact that Chase Claypool has really just been so good in training camp so far, like I, I think that, you know, a lot of the common mindset is switched now between Chase Claypool being a question mark. Even We even had the, the, the stupid article that I talked about and completely ripped apart uh, right before it, the thing was during OTAs of Chase Claypool may not even make the final 53-man roster. All that foolishness has now gone away. Chase Claypool is showing and proving that he is going to be a big weapon and part of the Chicago Bears offense. And him and Justin Fields, that connection shining through, him and DJ Moore both working on that connection so far in training camp. We already know what Darnell Mooney has with them. And as much as we talked about, like in Sunday's live stream, about how Yannick Ngakwe and the addition of him really helps up the expectations for the Chicago Bears overall, you got to say the same thing about this offensive wide receiver core really coming together. And if Justin Fields is going to, you know, move around the pocket a little bit more, make better decisions, get the, get that ball off quicker, it, it, uh, it, it just raises that ceiling even further more for the Chicago Bears offense. And so, Listen, it, you don't want to make Darnell Mooney the forgotten man at all, right? Uh, so, but, you know, considering last season we came in, Darnell Mooney was the number one. We are now having a part where we're going to be able to use Darnell Mooney more to his strengths, where we have a clear-cut number one and Chase Claypool really shaping up to be that clear-cut number two handedly. And so, because of that now, right, just by nature that our number one wide receiver coming into last year has now moved to the slot and he's going to be used as the, as the three 
that just shows the level of depth that we've added to this wide receiver core so far. Also, it looks like with that uh, defensive line, Javon Dexter is, you know, we've heard a lot of good things right now. Matt Eberflew saying as far as Javon Dexter, it's improving every day. But if he wants to be elite, he's going to have to be more consistent. He's going to have to play with uh, a better pad level. He's strong enough to win sometimes when he's high, but he needs to be getting lower. So it looks like his get-off is what it's called, and the focal point of that is what he needs to focus on. And so, you know, uh, he had another strong day at Family Fest, so I don't want to make it seem like it was overall negative. It wasn't. Looks like he was able to get pressure on the quarterback, even going up against Lucas Patrick, J. Tyree Carter, and Cody Whitehair. So those are all positive things to come out as well. And it seems like you know, Javon Dexter is fighting for a starting position. And if he does not start, just think to think to have that depth coming off the bench. It's crazy. And Zach Pickens is having another solid day as well. So there you go. And then it seems like Kyler Gordon was out. And we're going to talk about injuries here in a second. Uh, and Josh Blackwell stepped into that nickel position. And it seemed like he had such a strong showing playing that nickel position, saying this. Uh, this comes from Kevin Fishbane, a tweet from him. Bears' first-team defense ended the second-team offense's attempt quickly when Josh Blackwell, starting at nickel in place of Kyler Gordon, picked off P.J. Walker. And so, you know, he's coming in. He's showing it. uh, He's going to be the reserve nickel behind Kyler Gordon. And the fact that he is also showing coming in and shining as well in that nickel position, we're going to have that nickel position is going to be a fun uh, position for the Chicago Bears to watch because it seems like we just have players that are at that position that understand how to play it. It's suited to their strengths. And they're going to really shine in that now. So, you know, that that's kind of some of the takeaways so far from training camp. A lot of players impressed as well. Justin Fields having a great day leading that offense. Uh, Greg Bragg setting this practice ends on a good note. Justin Fields just made the best throw of the day on his last one. DJ Moore was blanketed across the middle uh, on the back middle of the end zone. But Fields made a tight window throw and DJ Moore showed off great hands to bring it in. Listen, that's a that just sounds like an amazing throw. I wish we had highlights of it. I would play it. So, you know, everything right now around the offense, around Justin Fields, around DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, everything's pointing up. We, of course, have to wait and see if that's going to maintain once we're playing against other teams, which we get Bears football this weekend, man. That's that's a lot to be said there. I'm very excited about it. But, yeah, standouts, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Justin Fields, all really standing out on the offensive side of the ball handedly for the Bears um, in, in yesterday's game. Cole Komet as well, having some big receptions from Cole Komet, some big output there. Uh, he get that 12-yard touchdown that we talked about early in as well. We talked about Josh, Josh Blackwell and the impact that he's had as well. Overall, Family Fest, seems like it was a pretty good day overall. A lot of players standing out, players that we need to stand out as well. But one of the biggest question marks kind of coming out of that is the overall injury level. We had a number of players that got added to that as well. When you look at Kyler Gordon was out, uh, Jaquan Brisker, Tremaine Edmonds, Demarcus Walker, Jack Sanborn, who's been there already. Eddie Jackson took himself out after he seemed like he tweaked something. Now, Matt Eberflus has said nothing, none of the injuries that the Bears have right now are, are considered to be long-term. He's not worried about anybody missing week one at all. But he did talk about the continuity of it, right? And that that's his main concern is that he wants the starters to learn to play alongside each other. And so, you know, the 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 I'm glad to hear that the biggest concern right now is continuity and not anything long term. That that is something positive for me to take away from it because if you guys watched yesterday's Sunday live stream, starting to get a little bit more worried about some of the uh the injuries that we have on the team and just how much time certain players are missing, like a Nate Davis and things like that. But it seems like 
Matt Eberflus, as of right now, isn't worried about it being anything lingering, so I'm not going to as well until we get any updates or anything like that, but the continuity portion of it, the working on the reps, the making routine routine, the working on how to cover each other and how you fit together, that is a legitimate concern, and so it's good to hear that Matt Eberflus does have his mind on that, but ultimately, you know, I, I'm going to give it some credit and some credence to say that we're, I, I think this team is going to work it out, right? I think they're going to find a way to work it out. That's still what preseason is for. We still have over 30 days until the regular season starts, so hopefully everybody has the time to get the necessary reps to get that continuity going. But I, I for one, am looking at it as an opportunity for other players to step up. Like, we probably wouldn't have heard about Blackwell if he didn't get that opportunity to step up, right? And so, you know, those are things to kind of look at as well. But one of the things that we came into the season talking about were position battles at a couple of key positions. First up, the running back. Um, while we've heard some very concerning things about Khalil Herbert in the passing game um, and, the, and the past blocking game, it seems like he still has the inside edge to be that running back one. Dante Foreman isn't going to make it easy on him, though. We've heard really good things about how he's operating in both the run pass and even the blocking game. It Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. It does not seem, at least as of right now, that Roshan Johnson is going to be a threat to get that running back one position. They're going to bring him along slowly, but Khalil Herbert seems to still have that inside edge of being the starting running back one to start the season in. You know, we'll see. Like, they're still going to split carries. They're going to get more, more than enough carries between the two of them, but Khalil Herbert is going to have to try to step up that pass blocking and work on that in the remaining time that he has left in training camp. In my opinion, that's really what I would like to see from him. But ultimately, um, I mean, if the coaching staff feels comfortable in it, I guess that's how we're going to rock and roll. But we'll see. Now, the edge rotation, right? We came into the season wondering, Travis Gibson, uh, 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 Dominique Robinson. But it really seems now with the addition of Yannick Ngakwe that we know the role that everybody's going to play at that edge position. DeMarcus Walker is going to start at the other side. Yannick Ngakwe is going to be at the opposite side. And then we're going to have Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson being those depth pieces that they both really shined at last season as well. The big thing is, is that when we know that part of the reason we brought in Demarcus Walker was because of his ability to play inside and out. So when we move to some of those scenarios and lineups, when Demarcus Walker is moving to the inside, the bigger question then becomes that who's going to be first up to get those out, those snaps on the outside. Now, Rasheem Green, who's really, we've heard some really positive things as well, but it's been up and down for him so far in training camp. Um, so you don't want to take that too much away from him. Travis Gibson. He's the guy who's fighting for a contract. It seems like he's been producing pretty well in training camp, and we've already seen what he can be as a backup as well. Once he was in that starting lineup, once he got that starting level uh, attention and being double teamed a lot of times, it, his play dropped. And that's to be, he was the what third most double team player in the league last season. That makes sense. And then as far as Dominique Robinson, um, 
you know, one one and a half sacks as a rookie. He he looked pretty well as a backup. Me and Bobby Ancida were all really impressed with him um, when he was a backup. We wanted to see him move into that starting rotation, but it really was a mixed bag, more negative than than good when he did get moved into that starting lineup. So there's some things there as well. And then you have Terrell Lewis, right? Um, you know, he's we've heard a lot of good things about him shining in training camp as well. Um, you know, he's gone from being a player that some people thought were going to be on the bubble to some people think that he, he could have been a starter depending on what happened. But now with Yannick coming in, that really does seem like that's not really a thing. Um, but I do think that, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Terrell Lewis. He's probably going to be used, too, as a depth piece as well. Um, but, you know, we'll see. And then the cornerback two position. This is one that we didn't kind of expect coming into training camp, right? We thought Tyreek Stevenson had that locked in. And then Terrell Smith came in and has made it interesting, right? Both have had their pluses, their minuses, their ne- their negatives and things like that. But the fact of the matter still seems like Tyreek Stevenson, by everything I'm reading, probably has the inside edge on that. But Terrell Smith is not making it easy. He's not He's not at all making it this, uh, this thing where it's going to be clear-cut Tyreek Stevenson. And to C-Dub's point, you know, one of the co-hosts on the show talking about how, you know, especially if Jalen Johnson doesn't necessarily perform the way that we that we thought, or could Jalen Johnson end up being somebody that the Bears do look to move at the at the trade deadline? Because if you have two rookie cornerbacks that are both showing enough that Matt Eberflus and Allen Williams are considering starting them, maybe you you go into that rather than get into a contract negotiation. Now that's not anything that I'm calling for, but I do think that that is an interesting storyline to watch as we go forth through the rest of training camp as well. So you know we'll see. The Bears do have today off. Um, it's already been announced that Yannick Ngakwe will be on a plane to Chicago later on today. Full ex- expectations for him to practice with the Bears tomorrow. So be expecting updates on that with Yannick Ngakwe in his first practice tomorrow in a Bears uniform. So that's going to be fun to see just how that ups the ante in training camp and in practice as well. But all things are shaping up and going into a positive direction for the Chicago Bears. I'm really excited. I, I like. I think a lot of Bears fans are really excited as well. I think everybody's kind of tuning up their expectations for this team and everything's ramping up at the right time if you ask me now before we go a lot of mailbags coming in one of the things that we kind of overlooked we played even some voicemails on Sunday's live stream which was a first for us um we got text messages and I wanted I want to get into these text messages um this one's from B Mace shout out to B Mace one of the family members here he sent this on Friday and says this what up bros I wanted to ask if there was any other free agents you would like the Bears to make a move on or do you think we're set? Or we're all set this upcoming season? And this has been touched on multiple times. But Nate Davis, I hope you guys are truly. Uh, I, th- I hope you are truly okay to play this season. The hush hush method um, at Hallis Hall has not worked well. Um, I am concerned because I don't want this to be a reason why my QB doesn't evolve to his true potential. I know we said this in Justin years to prove it, or he will, uh, or will we draft a QB next year? So here's the thing: I'm going to get into here. Um, and also, you know, thank you for shouting out the content later on and that we appreciate it. But B. Mace, as far as your question on any free agents left for the Bears to go after, I, the way that I sit right now, I know a lot of Bears fans say, hey, go out and still get such and such, right? I want to see what the evaluation looks like with this group. And so ultimately, I don't expect the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bears to make any more moves right now. I think they they added in the move that they needed. That was an edge that couldn't get to the quarterback. And Allen Williams already saying that, uh, the, the story on Yannick Ngakwe's, you know, liabilities in the running game may be a little bit overblown, so we'll see how that works out. But I think they're going to want time to really evaluate now this team, what this team looks like. And that's not to say that they may not make some more acquisitions, but 
I don't think it's going to be the huge acquisition. Like, even bringing in Mercedes Lewis, like, that's something that, you know, is it him coming in, he has a role playing in the blocking game, things like that, but he's probably not going to play a lot of snaps, right? So maybe some moves like that, but ultimately, I want to see this team evaluated for what they have. I like the balance of youth and uh, veteran leadership there on both sides of the ball. I really want to take a time and look now, if the, any of these injuries are more serious, let's say Tevin Jenkins, Nate Davis, if any of these injuries do become a little bit more serious, you may then have to explore making some moves and bringing in some other guys just because those guys were planned to be such a big part of your of your your game. But otherwise, I think the Bears are probably uh, set to stand pat and really work it out that way. But all right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Tonio, and he says this. Morning, fellas. It's Tonio from GA checking in. I just wanted to comment on Yannick signing. Like Steve-O said, Poles is being a GM with the deals. I'm trying to understand where the money to spend and the cap stand. He gave him $10 million guaranteed uh, versus the salary. Does that make a difference, or is it the same at the end of the day? Poles sitting at the table like Diddy when, when uh, players say they want multiple years. Well, I think when it comes to Yannick Ngakwe, he has so many questions around him, and we've seen that Ryan Poles doesn't really like to spend big money on veteran players. He likes for the value in that to go more youth-wise. And I think that that makes sense. Now, as far as where the Bears still sit, I think we still have around $26, $27 million in cap space that we can use. We're still first on the waiver wire as well in most scenarios. So those things play a part, right? But I think ultimately, Yannick got a one-year deal because it's a proven deal. Yannick wanted long-term money and to play for a contender. He got really neither coming to the Chicago Bears, right? And so... Before they attach long-term money, especially with some of the defensive ends that are coming in the next draft with us having two first-round picks as well, I think Ryan Poles didn't want to paint himself into a box that he didn't need to. And so he kept flexibility, and we've always talked about Ryan Poles is somebody that is going to maintain flexibility where he can, and he did that with that deal. He got something that's going to absolutely help this Bears team this season and help the development of young players in Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, uh, to evaluate a Travis Gibson, right? He he made moves to help with that. Also helped the linebacking core, the young the young uh, secondary that we have. So that's what that that move was. I don't necessarily think that it, it precludes them to maybe sign in Yannick to a longer term deal this this offseason if he performs extremely well. But I think Poles is is building in flexibility. And one thing that we've seen here as well, if he doesn't sign you in free agency, more than likely you're only getting a one year prove it deal. That's my thought on it. You guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes. The number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bears. Love you guys. No, I'm sorry. That's corny. That's not how we do it. Shot town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.